Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. About Zach Wilson at this point, Salakata back on who like who gives a crap? This isn't about Zach Wilson. It never was about Zach Wilson. Once the Jets were rumored to be in on Aaron Rodgers, it, it's not about him. He's an afterthought. Let him develop in the background. Worry about him in two years when they have to make a decision. They're not going to pick up the fifth option. And if all goes well, he'll learn under Rodgers. He'll develop behind the scenes. And maybe the Jets will make a decision in two years if Rodgers doesn't want to be here for year three. Or even if he does, maybe they could sign Wilson to be the backup and eventually take over for Rodgers when he leaves. No harm in having Zach Wilson sit and learn. This is exactly what he needed to do. This is a win-win for the Jets. They get the quarterback they needed now while still potentially having something lurking for the future. If they could develop Zach Wilson, have him learn under one of the best to ever do it. This was the formula for me. To, to salvage whatever's left to Zach Wilson. But right now, it's not about him. Who cares? I mean, it's about Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Aaron Rodgers and going out there and trying to compete. We'll do plenty more on that later on. Tonight, we're back at 7 o'clock. We have a five-hour show for you, 7 p.m. to midnight. It's going to be all Aaron Rodgers, all NFL draft, at least until the Nick game goes final, whenever that may be. John is calling from Port Jeff Station. What's up, John? Hey, how are you? How are you doing tonight? Good, John. How are you, man? Good. Well, I don't know where these Knicks fans are getting this uh, premonition that uh, they go into the finals. As you and me know, that's uh, that's definitely not happening. It's nice to uh, see they're playing good ball. I'll take it for what it is. If they get to the next round, that's gravy. But uh, when you talk about R.J. Barrett, I feel like he's still playing like he's in college. And this this guy doesn't really have a future with the Knicks. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I don't know if he doesn't have a future with the Knicks or in the league. I, here's what I think. R.J. Barrett needs to stick to his strengths. The problem is his strengths are limited, but he needs to stick to them. Attack the rim. That's it. That's what he does well. Attack. Stop shooting the three. I don't want to hear, well, he's open, he's got to shoot it. No. If he's open, guess what? Put the ball on the floor and attack the rim. Otherwise, pass it to somebody else who might have a, a, a chance of actually hitting a shot. The problem is the Knicks don't have enough of those guys. So, look, for the Knicks to finish off the Cavs here, especially on the road, they're going to need Randall to get going again. 
I think RJ is going to come back down to earth. I'm not sold that RJ has turned the corner here. He's also a guy that thrives on that home crowd, so maybe he'll be better in game six if there is one. But really, for the Knicks, John, to get to the next level and have success in the next round, they need Brunson, Randall, and R.J. Barrett, and if not R.J., either Grimes, who's been hurt, or quickly to be that third guy. Yeah, I, I just see that, like, the, the chemistry between R.J. and uh, with Randall. Uh, if Randall's game is going, you know, R.J. doesn't have that opportunity to force his inside game because Randall's taking those outside shots. What do you think of that? Yeah, well, look, I mean, they have to – I just want these guys, and thank you for the call, John. appreciate taking the time to check in. They have to be able to maximize each player's strength. Randall has become a decent three-point shooter. He, he was two years ago, and he was again this year. Last year was the aberration. Let's throw that out. I'm surprised at how much success Julius Randall has had shooting the three. Now, again, he's not great at it, but he's definitely one of the better three-point shooters that the Knicks have, and he's definitely better than R.J. Barrett. So the Knicks need to figure out a way to make it work to where they can have Randall's game and have R.J. Barrett complement that. Brunson's a guy who obviously could get inside, pull up, knock down a short jumper. He's a guy who can get the job done from three, take it to the rim. Brunson can do it all. He's also got to facilitate. And I don't want the ball in Randall's hands necessarily. I'd rather Brunson be the, you know, the the guy who's going to distribute it, and whether you find Randall for the shot or Randall down low, whatever, I'm fine with that. When RJ has the ball, he needs to attack the rim. It's as simple as that. He can't, he shot six threes. The, the game at the Garden on Sunday, game four, everybody's chanting, RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett. He was 0 for 6 from downtown. He also missed two free throws to start the game, for goodness sake. People were chanting R.J. Barrett, and I'm chanting, take a seat, R.J. Legit, I yelled out. Go sit down, R.J. Have a seat, R.J. I don't think you heard me from the 200s, but that's what I was yelling. Missing free throws, taking bad shots. And even the Brunson make, see, this is why I say the Knicks aren't that good. And I guess I got to get used to it. This is today's NBA. But even the Brunson made three that kind of put the game away, I was yelling, what are you doing? The Knicks just get a rebound there after a bad missed shot. I want to say it was an RJ missed three, but I forget. It was a They get a rebound after a, a bad missed shot, and Brunson chucks up a shot right away. Dude, dribble the ball. Take, take some clock off. Let's go here. But he throws it up, and it goes in, so everybody's making it like it's great. And it was that it went. But it was still, you know, the Knicks have too many of those bad shots. Look, one thing in the regular season, postseason, you can't be doing that. The Knicks don't respect possessions enough. Nobody does in today's NBA. But in the postseason, I think you have to do that. And the Knicks just don't. They'll take bad shots. And they're not good enough at shooting the basketball. Javi's calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Javi? Hey, Sal. Uh, just one real quick question. How did you feel about Alfonso Toriano when he played for the Yanks? Um, I mean, geez, you're going back years. I mean, I thought he was a great player. Okay. Why? What? Just, what, what? No, because you brought up the fact that uh, Yanks 
would go out their way to sign up, sign um, players when they needed them. And I mm-hmm. think uh, Alfonso, when they signed them, he he actually contributed. He he was a good help for what they needed. Yo, sorry, what they, what sorry, they needed him for. Right, Soriano was a terrific player. I mean, I, I especially yeah. offensively. I mean, Alfonso Soriano was a a game changing offensive player for him. But I, I mean, I'm not sure what that you're talking about with bringing up the younger guys. No, yeah, bringing no, just going after players that can contribute. Whether right. whether the, whether they were like whether uh, like just going all out, basically. No, but, but yeah, but what Soriano was, I mean, that was a guy though that came up through the Yankee system. Like they went and got him, and he came up through the Yankee system. So I was talking about where the Yankees need to go out there. That, that's why I'm confused. What What is the comparison that you're trying to make with Soriano? Because what I was saying before is if the Yankees had a hole back then, they would go fill it via free agency. Okay. Right? Not, oh, ev- so, not, every, not every time. Okay, so okay, I'm pretty young. So Soriano came up through the Yankees. Yeah, he started his career with the Yankees, and then he was traded by was the Yankees. I thought it was the Cubs. Wasn't it the Cubs? No, no, no. He was traded by the Yankees. To the Rangers in the A Rod deal, and thank you for the call, Avi. Uh, he was traded by the Yankees to the um, to the Rangers, and then um, the second go around. You're talking about later in his career from the Cubs to the Yankees, but Soriano started his career with the Yankees, so that's where he became a star. The first go around, you know, the A Rod trade. And then Soriano kind of fell off a little bit. And he was terrific with the Yanks, but after that, he fell off a little bit. No, maybe not. I mean, he had, uh, geez, he had a really good year with Washington. And even with the Cubs, I guess he was pretty decent. And the end of his career, you're talking about 30 at age 37, 38 now, as I'm looking at it right now, he came back to the Yankees uh, and he was traded from the Cubs there. But no, initially he came up with the Yanks. But it was not, even when that was the case, when they got him back, it was not a big move at the time. You know, go get let's go get uh big time Alfonso Soriano. It was a minor move that was basically a salary dump for the Cubs. You know, the the Yankees for years, you have a need, you go get the top free agent. That's what they used to do. That's just not the case anymore. Danny is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Danny? How you doing, Sal? Love your show. Thank you, Danny. How are you? Okay, I got a comment about the Yankees, then the Knicks, if I can. The sure. Yankees, uh, when they get back Rodon and uh, Severino and uh, and what's his name? Uh, oh God, Donaldson, Bader. What? Who are we talking about? Stanton. Uh, the, uh, Stanton. When I get yeah, yeah. Stanton, they're going to be much better. And this is only April, right? And I would go with Bader and. Uh, uh, IKF every game. Obviously, why IKF? Because he's because he's a much better hitter than than these guys are hitting right now. And where where would you want IKF? I guess shortstop. Oh well, oh, I don't no, know. No. Well, yeah, I know. I know. Well, that, no, no, that's the thing. So you want IKF in or, center field? I mean, or DH or, or DH? No, I want Bader in center field. 
You know? Well, right when Bader comes back, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. the the Yankees are going with Willie Calhoun at DH. I, I mean, they got Franchi Cordero out there. Yeah. Uh, you could have, you could have had look, you could have had IKF in there. You move Judge to right, put IKF in center, and then Franchi Cordero gets benched, or you could have had him in there at DH. What's going to happen is Bader's going to come back. Hopefully, soon he'll play center. You're going to yeah. have Judge in right, and then it's not going to be. Most nights, it's not going to be both Calhoun and Cordero. It'll be one or right. the other, you would expect. Yeah. yeah, I don't like either one of them. Okay, and now, now with the Knicks, all right? I think mm-hmm. the Knicks, a couple calls were saying Knicks ain't going anywhere and stuff like that. I think they're playing very good. They have a chance to, to win it all. I think they have a chance. Oh, my God, no, no, Danny, no, they don't. I mean, look, I don't want to ruin your parade or ruin the Knicks fans' excitement with my realism and and reality here, but the reality is they're not a championship team. No way. I don't know. They got the the good bench. They play uh, defense. They rebound. No, they're playing the – trust me, they're playing a crappy Cavs. The Cavs look awful. Yeah, right, right. So uh, they're probably going to play Miami in the next round, and and you put put, uh, Hart – on uh, Butler, you know he's a great defensive player. Hard yeah, work, no, work. he's not going to stop Butler. Nobody's slowing down Jimmy Butler. I mean, I I, I'd be, I'd I be know. shocked if, uh, look, I, no, I'd be shocked if Jimmy Butler were stopped. Danny, and look, I get the optimism, and thank you for the call. I mean, I can't, I, I they're, they're not a championship team. They're not. Now, I said earlier in the year, why put a ceiling on what this team could do? I think I said that after the win in Boston without Jalen Brunson, and. I do want to stick to that. We, we shouldn't be. I hate that we do it as sportscasters, as fans. You know, we put, you know, oh, this team's not good enough. They can't do this, can't do that. I mean, it is the reality, and a lot of times we want to provide reality. However, it does sometimes prevent, you know, some fun. Why not dream that the Knicks can go? But I just feel like we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. And if you watch this team play, to me, yes, they're good. But to me, this is more about the Cavs being awful. I think you have a whole nother level of competition taking on even Miami in the next round. You're also just dismissing the Celtics or Sixers for that matter. You think the Knicks are going to beat the Celtics, Sixers, Bucks, or Heat? And then what about the best teams from the West? You think they could beat the Suns? The Nuggets? Come on now. It's just not happening. The Warriors, the, the Knicks aren't as good as you know, any of those teams in the West. Look who it is. What took you so long? Omar is in Brooklyn. What's up, Omar? How are you? Good, Omar. How are you? How about those Knicks? Uh, yeah, how about my Knicks? First, we are going to clear. I went to game three with my five kids. Spending, uh, you are uh, you putting on a live and I'm going to put it on uh, uh, for you. Uh, game three, one one tied. I have the option to go on game uh, uh, four, but I choose to go on because I wanted to go and take an up hand right in front of it that the Knicks are for real. All right, so one one tied. We go and I said R.J. Barrett is going to have a great game. Next to me, two guys sitting. R.J. Barrett haters just like you. Okay, so first quarter ends. 17, RJ Barrett hits a three. 17, 17 tied. You know, the one guy, both of them standing up. Yes. Boy, uh, standing up, and one of the guys said to him, 
listen, we have 17 points, and 10 of them is R.J. Barrett, right? And the other guy said, you are the one who tells me he's not good. You told me, you forced me to be a hater. He's not, I'm not hating him no more. He starts rooting for R.J. Barrett. He starts chanting R.J. Barrett, all right? And let me tell you, a three-pointer, is R.J. Barrett... I take bad three-pointers or he takes wide-open three-pointers. Why no, he, takes, he, has, he, why takes he good. has not been great and go to the rim? Because first possession, first quarter, every time, it's a ball on Randall's hand. If you go first possession, Brunson, and second, third possession in the first quarter, give the ball to R.J. Barrett and he gets into a rhythm, he becomes an eligible player because of Randall. Randall can take, but ball should be in R.J. Barrett's hand, and a possession should go through R.J. Barrett to make a play. He's a better passer than Julius Randall. No way. No way. Julius Randall. Julius Randall. Hold on, Omar. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on a second. I have two questions for you here. Number one. Uh, how much did it cost you? Five, you and five kids went to Game Three. I four, mean, four uh, kids, four, four boys, and me cost me twenty eight hundred dollars. Oh my God! Where were you sitting? I sit in two hundred one, uh, row six, seven, uh, eight, nine, ten, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, two hundred one. The first is that behind the is, second level? Where, is it behind the backboard? Yeah, well, we had all the computers are right there. Uh, not behind the backboard. It was right a uh, uh, side angle. That was a very good view. Though. Not a bad view. Very good view. Okay. I mean, that's not that bad then. So, and what'd you say the total was? You paid, so you had five $2, tickets. $2,800. 2800 20, And are you going any games, uh, any games moving forward? <laughs> no, what happened is uh, this was our. Uh, holiday festival. It was uh, like a Christmas for us, the Eve festival. So uh, okay. uh, we have to give to our kids a present. So I said, uh, oh, all, of my four, four, yeah. all of my four sons said uh, we want to go to the game. So it was costly. But, oh, so daddy, uh, daddy got a present too, though. Daddy got a present yeah, along daddy, with the kids too. Daddy, daddy wanted to go to the playoff game just to make that. Oh, oh no, I my, know. I know. Daddy sons, wanted to go. All of my sons are RJ Barrett fans. They influence me. I said, he can't shoot. I tell them he can't shoot. He said, okay, and Adikumbo can't shoot. The only guy who can shoot is Clay Thompson. This LeBron James couldn't shoot when he was in the league. So don't tell me he can't shoot. So There's a lot of players that he, have well, nobody can't shoot. that can't shoot. But he can't shoot. He can't shoot. Now, you're right. He doesn't take bad shots. I will give you credit there. It's an excellent point. R.J. Barrett is always taking open looks. But he's never making them. Yeah, LeBron used to make it in Cleveland. Or Anna DeCumpo makes it right now. Uh, Anna DeCumpo DeCumpo is a different player. He's a better free throw shooter. Give him the ball in the first quarter. Don't give him the ball in the second quarter when Julius goes to the bench. That's it. R.J. Barrett is going to have a huge game tonight to finish off the Cleveland Cavaliers. Did you buy your, your son's R.J. Barrett jerseys? Yeah, or did no, you have no, one? no. Uh, uh, one is got, got Brunson. Two of them loves Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson I love. I got my Mitchell Robinson t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> He's a beast. Right. I, I had my Starks t-shirt on, but my wife needed to buy a jersey. I was trying yeah, to buy her my a Brunson. There is nobody. The only guy who can close to uh, ever come to a Sox if somebody wins the championship, nobody's coming close to start until you win. Well, the I like Josh Hart. I like Josh Hart wearing that no, number not, three, Omar. Unless he wins the championship, not the yeah. Job. But no, they no, gave no. away. 
They gave no, no. Look, nobody will replace Starks in my mind, but they gave away that number three to some scrubs over the years. But they finally have the right guy wearing that number three. If they're going to have it in circulation, a guy like Josh Hart is worthy of it. You know, I had to get my wife a jersey. I was trying to get her a Brunson jersey, but they didn't have a white one, so she had to get a white Julius Randall jersey. Uh, white Randall. I, I didn't want to. I couldn't get her R.J. Barrett. Come on, Omar. Are <laughs> uh, you going to? Hey, she's going to get R.J. Barrett to but she has going. But he's going to have a huge game tonight, and then he's she's. You're exactly right because she's sitting and thank you for the call, Omar. Appreciate you checking in. Go Knicks. She's sitting there watching me criticize Barrett. Oh God, again, you're shooting. And she even goes, oh, you don't like when that, that guy shoots that number nine. You don't like when he gets the ball, right? I'm like, no, I don't. You could tell. And meanwhile, then the whole crowd is shooting RJ Barrett by the end of the game. I get my wife the Randall jersey, figuring it's a safe bet. They didn't. I wanted to get the Brunson. They didn't have a white one. She wanted the white one instead of the blue, because I was wearing a white jacket. She wanted to match whatever. I like the home jersey anyway. And the options were quickly R.J. I think Julius. I'm not sure if there's anybody else. So it's like I ah, just get the Randall. It's fine. I mean, well, Randall has a horrible game for the second straight game, and R.J. Barrett's going nuts. Eight seven seven, but I don't look. Here's the thing, I don't hate R.J. Barrett. I hate that he can't shoot the basketball. Matter of fact, I've praised R.J. Barrett's work ethic, his mentality, his attitude, all of those things. I think he's a great fit for this city. He can't shoot the basketball, and that is a big time problem. He's a liability. Why do you think R.J. Barrett doesn't take bad threes? Because he's always open. Because the other team wants him to be open. They want him to shoot. I dare you to shoot. R.J.'s got to attack the rim. He's got to stop shooting. And what, what really made me irate in that game was his first two missed free throws. That is unex Like, it's one thing if you can't shoot the three. Fine, I get it. He's not a good three-point shooter. I wish he would stop shooting the three, but he's, he's not a good three-point shooter. The missed free throws, when you miss two at the line, that's unacceptable. I mean, if Mitchell Robinson does it, it's still painful, but whatever. You you accept it. You can't. I, I do not. I cannot tolerate that. Now, luckily for Rand, for uh, Barrett, he got a little bit better as the game went on. But those two missed free throws in the beginning of that game set me off. I have zero tolerance for that. But as long as RJ sticks to his game, he'll be fine. I don't understand why he can't do that. Play your game. Attack the rim. That's what he does well. Continue to do it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Back on the fan, Yankees lose again to the Minnesota Twins. First time they lose a season series to Minnesota since 2001. What? I mean, I know the Yanks have dominated the Twins historically, whether it be the regular season, postseason, but to see that, that this is the first time the Yankees have actually lost a season series to Minnesota since 2001 is shocking. And it does show you that something is wrong with this team right now. Both the Mets and Yankees, losers of three straight. Who will get off the schneid first? Yankees have the opportunity in the afternoon. Got Minnesota 1 o'clock today as they finish up there before heading to Texas for a four-game series. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to see DeGrom at some point, right, Fleegs? Or Alex, if either one of you know uh, when DeGrom, when did he last pitch? Didn't he pitch Sunday, DeGrom? Let's see, I think he pitched Sunday. He pitched to Jim a few days ago after the injury. Right, after the wrist injury, he came back and, and pitched, uh, I think it was six innings of uh, dominant baseball again. Uh, so we probably will see him around, let's say, Friday night, potentially. That'll be fun to watch Yankees. Uh, well, I hope it's not Friday night. It's the one game I don't want to watch because it's going to be the Knicks, potentially game six. And the Islanders, definitely game six. If there's no Knicks, fine. But if there's Knicks, I'm going to be at that game. It'll be tough to watch the Yankees. Uh, anyway, Mets-Yankees lose three straight. Yankees back in action today looking to avoid the sweep in Minnesota. I mean... Can they get swept by the Twins? Then they'll head to Texas. Mets have two more with the Nationals after that dreadful performance last night before taking on Atlanta for four games. And it is DeGrom scheduled for Friday. So there you have it. DeGrom uh, is going to go on Friday. 877-337-6666. Brian is calling from River Plaza. What's up, Brian? Hey, Sal. What's going on, bud? First time talking to you. Big fan. Thank you for taking. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate taking the time to call. What's on your mind? No, I just want to say real quick: these Knicks fans need to stop losing their minds because they're getting crazy. <laughs> I understand they're going all the I way. The Knicks too. I really don't have a, a a basketball team myself, but they they look like a good squad. And uh, I, I, listening while I was on hold, listening to the discussions, I was thinking to myself: Who would you rather have, Jalen Brunson or Donovan Mitchell? And I think I'd rather have Brunson. What do you think? I think it's a great question, and I'd probably – now, I love Donovan Mitchell, and I wish he was a Nick for many reasons, but I, I'm not giving up Brunson right now for anybody. Like, I'd rather have Jalen Brunson. I, I love Brunson. I love the idea that he gets it. He understands New York. Not that Mitchell doesn't, but it's almost like now Brunson has become our guy, so I'm going to be partial to him, even though he may not be the best player. You there? Hey, hello. Well, I'm not sure what happened to Brian. You, know, you got me, you, uh, but yeah. Anyway, I would take, um, I would take Brunson over Mitchell. I'm not saying he's a better player. I'm just saying I prefer to have him right now. Plus, he's different. He's a point guard. Going to facilitate that offense. Mitchell's a a 
you, the Knicks need a guy like Mitchell, a closer, a lethal shooter. They desperately need a guy like that. But if I had to pick just one, Brunson's my guy now. He's won me over as he has the entire you know city. And really, he's done that since the beginning. You could tell right away, wow, this was the guy that we needed. AJ is calling from Burnsville. What's up, AJ? Hey, Sal. Um, I can't say I'm first time calling to the fan. I, I called into Joe and Evan about five years ago. But I'm 32, okay. and I... I uh, I grew up, like, I remember being a teenager and watching Mike and the Maddo on Yes. And that's how I got hooked to the fan. And so, like, Me I, too. I, I hooked yeah, like, like that. Yeah, well, was... we we appreciate the support. Yeah, I know. I mean, I grew up on those guys. Yeah. <laughs> the Alfonso Soriano call was, was great hearing that. I mean, I've, I've, I hadn't thought about Alfonso Soriano in a long time. So that was, that was good to, uh, to hear. Um, what, what's what's so the actually, first, what, when you hear Alfonso Soriano? What's the first play that you think of with Soriano? Um, I don't think of a play. I'm a Mets fan, so oh, okay. I think of the '01 World Series. Yeah, I remember he, exactly. he was a call up, and he was like playing second. Yeah, well, I think I think of the I think of the home run he hit off of Kurt Schilling. I mean, that's the first thing that I think of. Anytime somebody says Soriano, you know, he had that famous stance and swing. It was always like he was swinging a heavy bat, but man, he would crush it. And I think of that home run that should have and could have won the Yankees that World Series. Yeah, no, exactly. I think like he got kind of lost in the shuffle when they when they brought in A Rod, right? Like I think. Well, they traded him for A Rod. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he he was a, he was a, he was kind of like Cano before Cano. Yep. Like he he yep. he was a good prospect, and then like Cano came, and then like obviously Cano mm-hmm. played second for all those years. But I'm actually so I'm a Mets, Giants, um, Devils fan from New Jersey. Okay. And I guess like my initial call was thinking about how excited I am about the Devils. Like, I'm 32, and so, like, I go back to as a kid going to the Meadowlands watching the Devils with with the Scott Stevens, Brodor. Kenny Danico. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, like, like, like those those legendary teams, like, and, like, at the time, like, those, they, that, that felt like, that was, like, the thing. And it felt like like walked, walking into the Continental Airlines Arena as a kid in the late nineties, early two thousands was like the coolest thing in the world. Like seeing those guys like new and like they were winning cups, and then like you get a little bit older, then you realize that the Rangers are like this huge thing, like the Garden, um, and like they got a bigger fan base and they got the Wall Street crowd and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and. I guess, like, my point is that have you ever thought about how, like, you know, Philadelphia and Boston have one team for each sport? Yeah, we we brought and, that like, up like, the other we we brought we brought it up the other day, AJ. And thank you for the call. It's funny you say that. We brought it up the other day. Uh, yeah, it must have been last week at this point. And I was talking with Fleegs about it. How you know because of this divide. Whether it's the Knicks and Nets, which is a 
you know, lesser divide, but I'm just bringing up the, the multiple teams. The Jets, Giants, Mets, Yankees, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, because of this divide with so many teams, I wonder what it would be like if there were only four teams. Uh, from From different standpoints, but we were talking about it from the sports talk standpoint. Like, how would that work? Would it be better? You know, think about it, because... Now that we have so many teams, some teams could be down, others could be up. And when you get them all up like this, it's even more exciting, all these different teams. But in Boston, great example. Philly, great example. It's all Sixers. It's all Flyers. It's all Phillies. It's all Eagles. We don't have that here. Now, we're big enough, I guess, to where we could handle it, but still, imagine if you had... Just one hockey team. And you only could root for the Rangers. That was it. I mean, we just all grew up. There was one hockey team around here. That's it. Or whatever. I mean, pick the team. The Islanders, you want whatever. Crazy to think of like that. Or Mets Yankees. Like, I can't even imagine how it would be. It's like taking the fun we have with the Knicks and applying it to the other sports. Because let's be honest, the Knicks are 90% of the basketball fans here at minimum. Right, that's probably the closest one. I mean, obviously there are some Net fans, but that's the the Knicks are the one team that I really believe unites this town more than anything. Right, Fleeks? Because you feel, even with the Islanders, like I know the Rangers are the premier team, but you feel the Islanders fan base when they're going well. You and the feel, Devils, to be to yeah, give credit to that say, fan base. I was going to say, you even feel the Devils to an extent when they're going well. Like, I lived I, in Jersey for over 20 years. That They're absolutely there. They're a big fan base. It's just because it's been so long that they've been good. But how do you think it would be, ultimately? Like, do you think it would be even more crazy? Like, I can't... I don't know what that's like. Which I think is weird be, because you have a lot of infighting. I'm just basing it off what we get from, like, Philly and Boston, where you have more infighting among the fan base on... They're, they're rooting for the same things, but they're disagreeing on how to get there. But at the end of the day, yeah everybody'd be rooting for the same teams, which is something that outside of the Knicks, we do not experience here. Well, and how about having to focus all your energy on just the four teams? Like one team, that's it. We're all over the place. I mean, I got eight teams. Right, every night you have to watch two baseball games. Right, right. Imagine having just one. But it also, it takes away, like, I guess it depends whether you like this or not. Think about all the constant calls we get where Mets fans going after the Yankees or Yankees fans going after the Mets and just the fans mocking the other team. That would be completely gone. We would spend it's our just, time mocking like other, you know, Philly and Boston. How much time do they spend right. making fun of New York? That's the one thing. That little pathetic aspect, we don't have to resort to that. It's just a different. I mean, it's it's funny because we are very similar, and I think relate well to Philadelphia, Boston. You know, the Northeast passionate fan base. However. I they probably have no clue what it's like for us and I like we I can't even comprehend what that's like just having one team in each sport just because it's it's not us it's never been like, Well how about this way like they have like the Red Sox they hate the Yankees there are fans here that they might hate the other team in town more than they hate their own team's real biggest rival which is something that unless you live here it just other sports fans can't even comprehend that. That what now? Help me understand what you're trying to say. You're saying that the Red Sox fans hate the well, Yankees. Like, and we, and, right, like the Red Sox fans, just you hate the Yankees. That's that. It's simple. Right. You hate the team right, that's right, your right. rival in your division. 
in New York, it might not be the majority, but we know a lot of Yankees fans and Mets fans who root against the other team in town before they oh, even right. care about their biggest rival. Right, That's something right, that right. if you're a sports fan in Philly or Boston, you can't even comprehend that thought process. Right, exactly. Like, how can anybody root for the Red Sox? Well, they're playing the Yankees, and Mets fans hate the Yankees, or vice versa. How can anybody root for all the? How could a Yankee fan root for the Red Sox against the Mets in the World Series? Well, because they don't want to deal with the Mets. It's just a weird dynamic. But yes, oddly enough, we did think about that last week. As a matter of fact, and it would never work here. Obviously, it would never happen. I mean, you may there there were times where it talks about maybe the Islanders leaving for Kansas City, whatever. You know, you may get it to. Two hockey teams at some point, although I doubt it. But you'll never, and maybe one basketball team, if the Nets eventually move out. But the reality is the Knicks are the one team that is the closest to total domination of sports fan in this town. I know there are some Nets fans, but if you were to do a, a poll, percentage-wise, it would be the Knicks by far. Rangers would be the predominant hockey team, of course, but you'd have enough numbers with the Islanders and Devils behind them. The Knicks, they, they blow the Nets out of the water. It's basically like the Knicks are the only basketball team in town. It's been like that for a while, especially in the 90s, and obviously that that's as far back as I go, and I'm sure even before that, but especially in the 90s where, I mean, when the Knicks were good. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. I have breaking news for you. Uh-oh. The New York Jets have finalized the trade for Aaron Rodgers. What? It is done. Really? Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is now a New York Jet. What up? When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan. Pat Boyle coming up at 2 a.m. He'll take you through the overnight. Let's get some calls in here to finish up. Gary is calling from Mayapak. What's up, Gary? Hey, Sal. What's going on? Hey, listen, Gary? Just, to add, yeah. just, to, just to add to that four teams only in New York, you would never be able to get a ticket. Can you imagine having the, the entire New York fan base all trying to get Ranger tickets? Oh, my or, God. That's an excellent point. Hard enough as it is. Right. We would be paying a thousand dollars for a regular season game, yeah, but anyway, you're not, you're not, and by the way, we're not that far off from that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Last year, what? Gary. Last year, I remember going to round one and two, I believe, at the Garden. I paid like two fifty, let's say, per ticket. This year, for the same section so far, is four sixty per ticket. It, it. I cannot believe it doubled for the first round. For the first round. I was. That's what I told my son. That's why I didn't buy the extra games this round. I was anticipating a long run, and I'm like, you know, round three in the finals, we're gonna have to save some money up. You know, don't right. blow it early. Did you right. go on? No, you I, said you went. You went um, Monday night. I went. With your I went. Too, yeah. You, I, no. 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 I went. I went by myself Monday because I was in between shifts, so I left SNY. I was like, ah, screw it. I want to go. I'm going to sit there and watch the game anyway. Let me try to go to it. So I went to the game, and then I left and went and did the show, the radio show last night. I will be at game six with my nephew Saturday night. 
Wow, good for you. Those tickets are still up there. I just checked. They're over 400. Meanwhile, in Jersey, they're like, you can get a good seat for 205. So. Yeah, I know. I would go if I weren't working. And plus, just a pain in the neck for me. I don't know how to get there exactly with the train and all that New Jersey transit. Anyway, what do you got, Gary? You know what? I give the Islanders credit for that, for tonight's win. I hope that we could pull something like that off uh, on Thursday. Um, you know, I, again, I'm like you with the odds. I can't see the Devils losing every game at home the same way I can't see the Rangers losing every game at the Garden. So that's why I think we're headed for a game seven. And then, you know, at that point, anything could happen. But my, my worst nightmare would be us with a two game lead and the island is, you know, being down, the devil's being down. If they both advance and we get eliminated, that's oh, going to no. be hard. No, That's that be- will be a major problem, Gary. And I got to let you go. And, and thank you for the call, as always. But I want to try to get as many as I can here in the next couple of minutes. But, no, that would be a disaster. For the Rangers, they have to win this series. Forget about the Islanders or even the Devils. Rangers cannot blow this series. But if they do blow it and it's Devils-Islanders, oh, man. Barry's calling from Brick, New Jersey. What's up, Barry? Hey, how's it going, Sal? Good to speak. How are you, Barry? All right, doing well. Thank you. Um, you know, you were mentioning if there were only four major sport teams, um, you know, in the, in the tri-state area, I would be kind of sad if, uh, you know, the Mets were no longer, you know, part of New York. I mean, I would assume that, you know, you'd have to get rid of the Mets in order to bring to four. You're not going to get rid of the Yankees. Well, right? no, but they're not going to get rid of either of them. But I'm just saying, hypothetically, if you yeah, have one hypo- team, hypothetically I mean, though, yeah. if, you, if you think about it, right? Hypothetically, the Mets will be the first ones to go. You know, the Yankees will be. You know, the Yankees have to stay in New York. If you had to eliminate one baseball team in New York, come on, ninety-five percent of the people would automatically think, "All right, Mets, so long." You know, enjoy the West well, Coast. Or- <laughs> you know, right, but, but right, but uh, but I will just say, first of all, that has nothing to do with what we were talking about because it was total hypothetical. Yeah. Who, who spends who spends more money on their baseball team right now? Yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's a good point, though. You know, that, well, I want to hear uh, you know, say it. Which which is what, it? Some people may not know which which it, team is uh, it. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's the Mets. You know, the uh, Mets thank are you. the Mets. You know, you know, we're no, so used thank to the you, Mets. Barry. Thank you for the call. I appreciate checking in. But just to just, we want to get to other calls here. The Mets spend more money than the Yankees right now. So be careful which one you, you're saying you would jettison. Ross uh, is calling from Utica. What's up, Ross? Hey, how's it going, Sal? Um, I really appreciate your show, and uh, thanks for for uh, taking my call. And uh, I really think you're one of the uh, the top up-and-coming or whatever. You, you need your well, own thank show. You. And, thank uh, you, I, I, I appreciate I enjoy listening to you. I, I try to do it as, as much. And, and I don't know, next time that guy Omar is on, can you ask him what – type of coffee he drinks because like the energy <laughs> that dude has is like off the charts man i was like I, I need to get some of that whatever he's drinking or or i don't know me he's too smoking. he he's know. the one guy he, he's the one guy i talk to that i feel like outdoes me with the energy he's and, unbelievable. and you're so patient with him and you you listen to like everything because he somehow he makes sense after all the the crazy maddening tone and and volume yeah. and all that like and uh, I really appreciate your patience. But anyway, that, that's not the reason I'm calling. I'm, I'm just calling about, like, I, I totally agree with you with uh, your take on um, Cashman and this roster construction. And it makes no sense. I mean, if you if you go back and, and, and look at, like, uh, 
uh, 2003 onwards with, you know, with... Bernie well, it's Williams been a while. It's, it's mean, been a while, Russ. And I gotta, I, I'm sorry, I got to cut you off. And Bruce and Howell, get back to me tomorrow night. I have five hours. Please call me. I'm sorry I didn't get you in there. But yeah, Cashman's roster construction in the last several years, forget about dating all the way back, it has not been good. Simple as that. And it shows. He's made bad decisions. Yankees are suffering because of it. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to everybody who listened and called. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks to Alex Arzarm. Thanks to Rosie. Thanks to Fleegs. We appreciate all their help. Be back again tomorrow for a football show. Aaron Rodgers draft special tomorrow at 7. Pat Boyle's next. We'll see you then. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.